God bless the saints. We praise God for each and every one of you that have uh, stopped in to um, see us tonight with Living the Word. And I thank God for each and every one of you. And we praise God for such a time like this. Let's have a word of prayer before we go into our lesson on tonight. Oh God, tonight we love you. We thank you for your grace, your mercy. God, I want to thank you for just who you are. You're mighty, you're powerful, you're awesome. God, there's none like you. You are the God of everywhere. And I just want to thank you tonight. Thank you for blessing us, God, to connect one more time to those that are here and those that are viewing through the social media. God, I pray tonight that the lesson that we're about to go into, that it will be a blessing to the faith family, to each and every one tonight. I pray, God, that you would bless those that are viewing us and bless those that are hearing us in the name of Jesus. God, you gave us a power of asking, and there's something in the asking. That's why he said, ask and it shall be given. So since we can't demand anything from you, we can ask. So I'm asking that you would anoint me tonight through the uh, ministry of teaching to teach tonight. And God, those that are sick and afflicted, I pray that you would heal tonight according to riches and glory. I ask this in Jesus' name we pray. Thank God, amen and amen. May the Lord bless you and the Lord smile upon you. Get your Bibles, my brothers and sisters. Get, get your Bibles. Get your Bibles. And um, turn with me to 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 30. I want to read a few verses out of that 30th chapter of 1 Samuel. You have it? Okay, follow with me through the scripture. Starting at verse 6, chapter 30, 1 Samuel. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abathar, the priest, son, saying, Bring me hither the ephod. And Abathar brought the, thither the ephod to David. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. My brothers and my sisters, tonight, lesson tonight, I want to talk about survival. I want to talk about survival. Um, will you add for your study add this add this these verses to your the time that you have allotted to study God's word um, I want you to study chapter actually study 
First uh, Samuel, that 27th chapter, the whole chapter 27 of First Samuel. Will you do that? I'm, I'm going to talk also out of chapter 28, and I hope that. I want to bring some scriptures out of that. But tonight we want to talk about survival. And the dictionary says survival is the state or fact of continuing to live or exist in spite of an accident, some ordeal, or difficult circumstances. It's the state or fact of continuing to live or exist. We're talking about survival. The backdrop of this lesson tonight, what brings us up to the lesson, it is a very familiar scriptures that have been taught and preached um, numerous times. And again, the Bible, God's word never gets old. And uh, once you have that hunger and thirst after God's word, um, God will show you and navigate you through some scriptures that are so familiar to us and you'll be able to extract something new each and every time. So um, the, the scripture never gets old. But if you would go back and look at um, the chapter 28, and when you look at verses uh, 1 and 2, um, you'll, you'll find that David's army was fighting with um, King Achis, which David was fleeing from his father-in-law, Saul. And David joins with the Philistine king, or one of the Philistines, King Achis. Now we know that there had been, um, they had been warring factors between the two. Israelites and the Philistines um, for such a long time. And it's interesting to see how David joined in with um, this Philistine um, running from Saul. David links up with the Philistine and, and, and gains favor with this Philistine David finds favor. And this king gives David a place of refuge. He gives him the city called Ziglag. And you'll find that in chapter 27, um, verses 4 through 6. Now, David joins in with the Amalekites, 
the Gerzerites, and some of those. And they win. They have victory um, for that. So the king, and there's a time now the king um, gathered his armies together to fight against Israel. You'll find that in chapter 28, verse 1. Now, recall up until now, David was had joined in with this king, Achish, fighting with him against not only the enemies of Israel, but his enemies. Now, they decide to fight against the nation of Israel, which David is a part of. So when you look at and look at the history, is interesting because one would think, well, what caused David to want to fight against his own people? That was not the case. But somebody took note of that and um, how David was able to escape or been able to separate himself and fight against his own people. Another of the kings, that was with King Achish, knew that David was a warrior. And his thinking was, when King Achish said that David is going to fight with us against Israel, they had second thoughts. And the second thought was, who or is it or is possible that maybe David would change strategy that as we're going to fight against the nation of Israel, David may have a change of mind. And as we're engaged in warfare, David will turn on us and fight against us. So they said, listen, <coughs> we don't want David in this battle. We don't want David to war with us because he might, in other words, turn on us and um, we'll lose the battle. But if you look at chapter 28 and if you look at verse 2, you'll find that says, and it said, and it reads like this, and David said to Achish, surely thou shalt know what thy servant can do. And Achish said to David, therefore will I make the keeper of my head forever. So David does not go to war. That brings us up in where we're at into chapter 29. Now, my brothers and sisters, for us to understand how David, or what David was going through, brings us up to you and I. The situations that can often overtake us to where mentally we may be right at the edge of survival. Our, our survival instincts catch in. And 
let me serve notice on you. Living, living saved, living for God. God will never, listen to me well, praise God tonight. God will never allow any of his chosen people, the saints of God, to live saved in a survival mode. Living saved, living saved, living saved. You're not living in a survival mode. With that said, there are times to where we may think things are so overwhelming to us and it will put us into a place to where we feel like we're just surviving. So the definition of surviving or survival, the state or fact of continuing to live or exist. Because we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Put a, put a pin in that. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. We have been born again, not by flesh and blood, but born again through the organism. Huh? The organism, salvation, God takes out of himself. This is why Christ is the only begotten of the Father. God takes out of himself and manifests Christ, the only begotten of the Father. God takes out of himself. And you'll find, I believe in 1 John, you find it in that, in that chapter of 30 that... Um, Christ was manifested to destroy the works of sin. So if we, God didn't save us to put us in a survival mode to live holy. Put a pin in that one. My brother and sister, did, you know, have, have you ever heard somebody say, well, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm, I'm just barely making it or or some some songs, you know, say, well, you know, it, it, they 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 paint a picture like you're just barely living, barely making it. But that's not God. That's not the way God has designed. God has never designed none of us to barely be able to live holy. Now we wrestle not against flesh and blood. The enemy is the prince of this world. So we're constantly being bombarded. Let's, let's go back. Follow me. Chapter 29. God spares David from fighting against Saul. It says the Philistines in chapter 29 and verse 1. Get your Bible. Stay with me now. Stay with me. Now the Philistines gathered together all the armies to Apex, and the Israelites pitched by a fountain which is in Jezreel. The lords of the Philistines passed on by hundreds and thousands, and David and his men passed on the rearward with Achish. This is when 
you jump down and conversation comes up. David, the Achish defends David in verse 9 in chapter 29. Achish answered and said to David, I know that thou art good in my sight. As an angel of God, notwithstanding, the princes of the Philistines have said, he shall not go up with us to the battle. Now, while this is going on and they wanted to fight against Saul, God has already spoken a word about Saul and Saul's demise. Now, there was a group of an invading army called the Amalekites. They were predat predators. They were this uh, army, this group, that what they did were they would plunder towns and villages, strip them, and take captives, the women, and children, you name it, anything they could possess and take, they would. They attacked this place called Ziklag that King Achish gives David as a refuge. David's men gets back. Now we're fast forwarding to chapter 30. David's men get back on that third day. They had already invaded they had burned it and did everything to um, Ziklag. The women were taken captives. And they didn't kill anything, great or small, but they carried them away and went on the way. You want to look at verse 2. God also Again, it shows you the protected or the protecting hand of God over the people of God. When have you ever heard of such a predatory group of people not killing anybody? Nobody lost their life, but they were taken in captivity. And so when David's men came to the city, they observed that it was burned, text says. Their wives and their sons and their daughters, they were all taken in captivity. And verse 4, then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice, look at verse 4 now, and wept until they had no more power to weep. My brothers and sisters, you talking about some crying? That was, you talking about being hurt? That was torment? And if nothing else would have drove them into a survival mode, that did it. And if you look at the scripture, David is in the same place and position of his soldiers. David's crying with his men because why? His wives was taken also. Uh-huh. And they had, the Bible said they had no more power to cry. 
You ever been in a place? You ever been in a place, in a time, in a situation that um, you, I think somebody wrote a song that says, I've cried my last tear on yesterday. You got to the place that you couldn't cry no more. Being, it's, it's hurtful, hard. But you had to go through. You had to go through. David's distress. And now, when you look at, I'm going to get down to verse 6 in just a minute. Praise Jesus. They have no power left. Their tears failed them. And the men, his army, his soldiers, that knew David's past, knew how David served, knew what David did. Now, they're at the point to where they want to turn on David. They want to turn on David. David's men wanted to do what you want to call, you remember, uh, let's see here, mutiny. And the Bible said that they threatened to stone David. They threatened to kill David. David now has been accused of, you know what? Think about that. David was being accused. David, if you Having to never allowed us, or if we never went with you, our families, our materialistic things, we would have never lost anything. It was you, David. My brothers and sisters, this put David in a survival mode. You know what? Put, put a pin in that one. Have you ever went beyond your limits to help people out? Have you, have you ever went beyond limitations and maybe went against what you really felt in your heart just to help somebody out? And at the end of the day, you were the guilty one. They forget all about what you've done, how you stood there, how, how you... Uh, exhausted your resources to help them out and the situation comes up that it was out of your control and you were the one that they turned on. My brothers and sisters, that will put you in a survival mode. Yes. What does David do here? They wanted to kill him. Huh? Listen, if, if, if God, if you don't have God as the head of your life, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, my brothers and sisters, we are living in a mean world. And do you not know that really nobody cares about us like God does? Some of the closest people to you can turn on you. Some, some of our major hurts is not from, listen to me now, some of our major hurts is not 
from the outside, but it's from the inside. Most of our hurts comes from our loved ones. Yes. The Bible said David was deeply distressed. Huh? And they spoke about killing him. Yes. So, what does David do? This is, if you have not been there, one day, and I pray that you just, um, and I'm not, I'm not speaking anything negative, but sooner or later, you're going to have to know the power of strength from God. Help me say the power of strength from God. Nobody will be able to help you except for the strength and the power of God. The Bible said David had to encourage himself. David had to encourage himself. Will you write up or highlight verse 6? There will be times in our lives, if you have not been there yet, there will come a time that you are going to have to encourage yourself because everybody around you, you, will, you really will not find anybody around you that will help encourage you. And you're going to have to encourage yourself. See, listen, this is what saints do. If you look at the scripture, the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Now, David was not the priest. All right? David's not the priest. But what he does, David takes and asks for the ephod. David asks for the east ephod. David inquires, David takes his priestly garment that only the priest had. And David takes that, um, amen, and he puts on the e ephod to inquire of the Lord for himself. But it, you know, but, I, and, and scriptures could be, David asked for the ephod. He needs to connect with God himself. He needs to connect to God himself. This thing is overwhelming. It's so overwhelming that his resources he did not have. If you look at it, and God is God. I I, I can hear my I can hear my, my pastor um talk to me. He, he you know nobody God, nobody God but God. There's nobody God but God. God is our source, God is our refuge. God there's so many scriptures that constantly us who God is and what God can do. Huh? And living in this life, yes, yes, it may come to that point that you might have to encourage yourself in the situation. Encourage, encourage yourself in the Lord. It says, bring me the ephod, verse 7. And David put on the ephod and inquired of the Lord for himself. He's there. 
Then he asked God. He asked God. David inquires of the Lord. And what does he ask God? Still got your Bibles? Look at verse 8. Okay. And the Bible says, and David inquires at the Lord saying, shall I pursue after this truth? That's the question. Shall I pursue? Um, um, I, 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 I want to, uh, let's see here. Let me, let me get, get your Bibles. You have them with you. Um, there's so many scriptures. I, I want to um, look at Psalms 25. Psalms 25. Psalms 25. And if you, if you have Psalms 25, 25th division of Psalms, it says, Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me not be ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Yes, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them, let them be ashamed which transgress without cause. Oh my God, I trust in you. Survival mode. David's in survival mode, but David knows he knew God. You don't really know how powerful God is until you've been to a place that was dark enough where even your tears fell to fall. You, you cried so much that you have really dried up the reservoir of moisture that your eyes didn't have. Your tear ducts have just ceased from spewing out the water, you cried so much. But I like it. I like it. I like it. What, 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 what do I like? What is it that I like? I like David goes to God. Now, if you notice, this was interesting. Go, go, go back to, go back to Samuel. I, I like it is because David, what David does, David asked the Lord. What shall I do? See, my brothers and sisters, and then again, that, that's, I'm, I, prove, I have proven it to you that God does not want us to live in a survival mode. Huh? David asked the Lord, what shall I do? Shall I pursue? And if I pursue... Shall I overtake them? He asked God. Huh? It, it's, it means so much. You, you know what? I know I didn't finish, finish my sentence, but there's, they used to have something about putting your money where your mouth is. We talk about God. We've listened to other people's testimony. But life can drop a bombshell on you to where you don't know which way is up. Sometimes you'll be speechless 
But David, in the midst of the crisis that he was going through, he asked God a question. In other words, Lord, what shall I do? And it was, he did it for him, but he wanted to make sure that the overflow, whatever God spoken to David, it was going to be an overflow to the men and his army that have served him all of these years. How bad would it be to have in leadership this group and one day they turned on you and wanted to kill you? I, 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 ha I, I, don't, I don't have the scripture to verify, but one would think that would change the way David thought about his men. You know, to have somebody that been with you all along and then something happens and then people have lost friends. People have lost associates over things. And you know what it was? What they observed with their eyes, but they couldn't see what God was up to. Now, you know what? The enemy did come in. It's a fact. The enemy took David's men. What David's men had, the, 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 their wives, they took, the enemy took their wives, they took their substance. But look at God's timing. Look at God's timing. All of this, look at God's timing. The timing was they arrived. You would say, well, brother, pastor, when they got there, the city was fine. How was that good timing? It was good timing. It was good timing, and God put him in the place to where there was nothing. But even when you think there's nothing there, God is yet working it out. Some things may be burning. It may seem like it's, it's being consumed, but that is just clearing the area for God to do a new thing. Come on and put a praise on somebody. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, Jesus. David encouraged himself, and when he encouraged himself, he went right to God. And he asked God a question. Now, why is this so important? If you notice, David's emotions came to an end. God allowed David and his men to be emotional. Someone said, well, you know, saints don't cry. Say, no, I don't know who told you that. But Jesus himself wept. Crisis came up in the life of Jesus. That I, 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 I recall a situation, you, you, you know it, my brothers and sisters, when Jesus had to go, Jesus went in the garden of Gethsemane. He was about to drink of the bitter cup. He asked his disciples, his inner circle, can you pray with me one hour? Jesus exposed himself. Jesus exposed his flesh, his carnality to his inner circle. And said, listen, can you just pray with me for one hour? And while he goes and prays to God and seeks the Lord, Jesus inquired of God. 
Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass. But nevertheless, he inquires of God through Peter. And he asks his men to go along with him. And they couldn't hang. And when Jesus had got the answer from God, he told him, you go and see, see the man. David got an answer from God. He didn't get so emotional to where he just took off and pursued. Even in the midst of the place where he was just in a survival mode, he yet sought God. This is powerful. Put a pin there. We do stuff. We call it knee-jerk reaction. Something happens and we just respond. We just do stuff and we don't seek God. In the midst of crisis, in the midst of a time to where everything is in a chaotic situation, but David, yet through his tears, through his hurt, through his sorrow, sought God. Have you learned the lesson here? Don't let, watch me, write this down someplace, put it there. Don't let anybody rush you out of focus. Don't let anybody rush you out of seeking God. Don't let anybody rush you out of seeking God. There's nothing that detrimental would make you run into a situation without talking to God. Have, have people been so upset with you? Remember they blamed Jesus? Jesus, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. That was Lazarus. But Jesus, Terry, Jesus waited on purpose. But he was blamed for not hurrying to the case of Lazarus. David did not hurry and just out of, out of emotion out of his feelings just to run and go after. David said, Lord, what shall I do? Shall I pursue this truth? Shall I overtake them? And God said, look at verse 8b, God said, pursue. God said, pursue. And he said, when you pursue, for thou shalt surely, underline that, you shall surely overtake them and without any difficulty, you will recover all. My brothers and sisters, when you get into a survival mode, God, even though it doesn't matter, what we are going through in Christendom. You're not barely making it. The devil is alive. You are not barely making it. Huh? God is our refuge. Huh? God is our fortress. And what stopped them men from killing David? Because they wanted to kill him. Because it was his fault. He was blamed. You know, leadership, Brother Eggs, 
grows or falls, whether it's a success or failure, up or down, is based on leadership. If it goes over, leadership. If it doesn't go right, it's leadership. David was in a leadership position. And the people looked at him. So if it didn't go right, it was on David. But how can we? But it shows you, and I know I stopped in my sentence. How could you turn on your leader when things got bad for you? If you find and follow the character of David, if you follow, he never left his men. He was there for his men. But the circumstances drove them to want to kill their leader. And David put on that priestly garment and he sought the Lord for himself. The Bible said David encouraged himself. Not because David had the power to do it. But the Bible said David encouraged himself in the Lord. You know what that's, you know what jumps out? What Jesus said, let us know. I can do, we can do all things through Christ. That strengthens us. My brothers and sisters, we are not, you are not barely making it. Doesn't make a difference how bad things look. You can get to the point to where you just want to scream and holler. You know what? Go ahead and scream. Go ahead and holler. And when you get done, seek the Lord. Don't, don't, don't allow people to push you in any situation without you talking to the Lord. Don't, don't let folk. Folk will try to uh, pin you against the wall and what you think. I need an answer. I need you to tell me something. If you don't have the answer, don't jump out there. Seek the Lord. They, Isaiah said it so clear. They that wait on the Lord shall renew the David's strength was renewed. And if you keep studying what the scripture says, the Bible says that David pursued. David went. He had 600 men that was with him. And when he got to that brook, Besor, where those that were left behind stayed, David pursued a he and 400 men. 200 stayed behind because they were so faint. Now watch me now. He had 600 men. Now, 200 stayed behind. They was faint. But all 600 wanted to kill David. The 600 wanted to kill David. Two of them couldn't make it. Uh-uh, look at the man here. Let me repeat that. All 600 men wanted to stone David and kill him. All of them. He gets the word from the Lord. God tells him what to do. David pursues, but two of the 600 that wanted to kill David was not even in shape to go all the way. But they wanted to kill David. What did David do? He leaves him there. He takes 400 with him, and he yet has the strength to pursue. Make any sense? You wanted to kill me. Watch me now. Oh, praise God. Just a few minutes ago, you wanted to kill me. But you can't make the journey. 
but I'm yet the leader that God has placed. So I'm, I'm not going to hold it against you. Huh? No. You know what I could have said? Oh, I, I need y'all to study it more. But David, when he got everything, you know what David did? David divided. David not only got what was stolen from them, but they got some extra goodies. You know what David did? David divided everything amongst all of them. Even the 20, I'm sorry, the 200 that could not pursue all the way. My brothers and sisters, let me give it to you one more time. Survival. Survival, the state or fact of continuing to live or exist in spite of, in spite of an accident, an ordeal, or difficulty, or circumstances. David survived. David didn't barely make it. David survived. Huh? Why? Because with God on our side, my brother and sister, we can make it. We can you might be disappointed now because the ones that you've been with all along and you've helped now have turned on you. You may feel like you're by yourself. But talk to God and ask God, Lord, what shall I do? See, the question was, what shall I do? I'm between a rock and a hard place. What shall I do? And God gave me. Let me. Let me say this. Do you not know that, and I've said this so, so many times. If you look at it, um, when David got everything back, all right, and what David recovered, the enemy couldn't hold on to it because God supplied their need. God gave it to the people of God. And we, we hear often you can go, God gives us power to go into the enemy's camp and take back everything the devil has stolen. That's true and it's biblical. But you have to be in God's will. You can't do it on your own. And you can't send mixed messages. You're going to live for God and serve him. Or you're not. Being saved does not um, mean that you are not going to go through your valley experience. All of us got to carry our crosses. Huh? All of us have some type of burden to bear. But I thank be to God, I hear the Bible talking to me. He said, take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. And my burden, the way is easy. Now to a transgressor, the way of living saved is hard. But when you really made up your mind, when you really make up your mind that I'm going all the way, 
you may have one of these experiences. You know what? Hashtag Ziglag experience. You may have you a Ziglag experience. And people want to stone you. But find that place in God. Uh, first of all, you got to encourage yourself. Don't, don't. The saints, how the saints respond to situations and how we handle situations. The more you live for God, God will show you much excellent way of living. You're going you're gonna to cry. You're going to feel the hurt. You're going to go through. But at the end of the day, the Lord will give you what you need to make it. Huh? Shall I pursue? And if I pursue, am I going to overtake? Yes. It's going to happen. The enemy can't keep what is not his. Huh? He has to give it up. He has to take it, take it back. Praise God. And you will get them. Um, I, 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 I want to look at quickly in my few minutes that are left. Chapter 30, I want you to look at verse 18. This is chapter 30, 1 Samuel, verse 18. The Bible says, it reads like this, And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. Verse 19, watch it now. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spore nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. That verse 19 goes back to verse 8. The Lord said, pursue, and thou shalt overtake them, and without fail, with the word says, without fail, recover all. Verse 19 says that David recovered all. Listen here. When God writes you a check, my brother and my sister, you can cast that check anywhere. God told David, you will recover all. And the Bible said he went in and fought and recovered all. Huh? David takes... So give me about one more minute. Look at verse 20. David took all the, all the flocks and the herds which they had drove before those of the cattle and said, this is David's spoil. David came, remember them 200? David comes back to the 200 men which were so faint that they could not follow David. And David took and somebody said, listen here, you shouldn't give them nothing. But David said, listen, we're not going to be like the mother folk. Because they didn't, they didn't go with us. But we're going to give them. Every man, his wife, and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. They recovered everything. David even didn't leave them 200 men out. Everyone received what they had. Uh, yes. All right. Listen, my brothers and sisters, when God says recover, you're going to recover. 
how you're going to recover all. So we praise God for survival. We praise God for survival. We praise God that God will do what he said he's going to do. And the Lord will keep you. I will keep them in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me. And they trust in God. We trust in God. So survival, survival, survival. And those things may be hard things and you may be troubled. Things may not go the way we think they ought to go. But that's all right. God will bless us. God will keep us. David had encouraged himself. My brother, we're, we're living in a day and time to where if you don't know the God of the Bible, if you don't know the God of the Bible, try him now. You Listen, we're going to need him. The things happen so, we're living in a time that things are so fluid now. Things are happening so quick, so fast. That you don't really have time to really plan a plan of attack, plan of action to do. Things can happen so quick that you have to turn on a dime. And you may be in the position that you have the situation where you're going to have to ask God, Lord, what shall I do? So why don't we begin before we go around the curve? Huh? Ask the Lord. Talk to God. Get in that relationship. Well, you're not embarrassed to talk to God. And I don't know, but I don't know about you, but if we ever, and I'm, you might have heard it said, but it's the truth. If we ever needed God before, I need him now. How about you? Huh? Survival. Survival. We're just not barely making it. God has given us a power to survive. When everything else fails, we're not barely making it, my brothers and sisters. God is on our side. So we seek the Lord. Huh? Be encouraged. God knows what he's doing. Maybe your ziklag has been burnt back. The Lord said, go and recover all. Here's a question. What if God told David, David, stay right here. Don't worry about it. Would we stay? Huh? See, a lot of times we want it our way. God knows what, hold, what tomorrow holds. So why don't we just be where God, be in a place where the Lord will show up at? Huh? And let's have a relationship enough. Well, praise God. Let's have and build a relationship strong enough to where if, God forbid, but if our ziklag comes, that God will tell us what to do. Huh? Let's have, let's be in a place where we can talk to God. Lord, what shall I do? Have you had some in the moment? Have you have have you never had a what shall I do moment? Lord, what shall I do moment? Shall I stay? Shall I pursue? And then he said, Go, and you shall recover all. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord smile on you. Thank you for tuning in to Living the Word. Until then.